let's pray dear lord let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight in the mighty name of jesus christ we offer this prayer amen once again it's my privilege to stand before you to share god's word and uh, long back at the end of the last quarter of 2022 i shared a message on do not be deceived today i want to share with you do not be despised i taken the scripture from first timothy chapter 4 from verses 12 to 16 first timothy chapter 4 verses 12 to 16 can you read this first, first timothy, timothy chapter 4 from verse 12 to 16 to 16 yeah let no one despise you youth but be an example to the believers in word in conduct in love in spirit in faith and purity till i come give attention to reading to exhortation and to doctrine do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying of on of the hands of the elders meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all take heed to yourself and to the doctrine continue in them for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who will hear you amen this scripture especially verse 12 is very much impressed in my life because i had a long term query with my always with my mother why it is this the that the praise is but be an example to the believers in word in contact in love in spirit in faith in purity be an example to the believers who has to be an example to the believers he is writing to a servant of god timothy a spiritual son a servant of god a pastor of the church to him he is writing be an example so you look at it in 1 john 2 12 to 14 there are three there are three levels of the physical standard or the stages of humans it is mentioned little children you are sins of forgiven young man you have overcome the wicked one fathers you have known him who is from the beginning so dear brothers and sisters 
what is your spiritual stage or level today are you a little children or your youth or your fathers not physical all things think about your spiritual i said in your spirituality are you like a little children as a first page what it was said your sins are forgiven is it sealed that is enough contented and with this you can make it heaven no young man you have overcome the wicked one how many of us in the second stage young man new converts new believers those who are still as a little children content with the sins of forgiven i am saved i am a believer if that is your case you are like a little children and if it is a father you have known him who is from the beginning so there are different levels in the spirituality also without any doubt all of us we wanted always to be young men and women physically how many of you agree on this am i right don't think i am telling about i am also one among you <laughs> so don't be hurt and we all wants us to be young all the time no doubt about it but if you are a young if you think that or uh, trying to imitate as a young else always the message is for you also why he is writing to a young man why what is the message timothy was a man who stood up for christ a man of conviction and devotion our respect for timothy is because of his life he lived that is recorded in acts 16 1 to 2 you can refer it later i am not going to read it paul thought timothy as a young man and we young men or women how to be responded that is the message of verse 12 let no one despise your youth be an examples to the believers in word in contact in love in spirit faith and in purity so here one example about david david was a when he was a young man few things we can observe from him his brothers scolded his boldness as evil all these things recorded in first samuel so first samuel 17 22 and 28 and 29 says david was the brothers was scolded him as he was young david was driven by the cause of truth not the pride or covered eyes secondly king saul doubted david's ability 
due to his youth. 1st Samuel 17, 31 to 33. Goliath also despised David's youth. 1st Samuel 17, 42 to 44. What he did? He cursed, he disdained David. Verse 10 and verse 42 of chapter 17. Verse 42, only I will read it for you. 1 Samuel 17, 42. And when the Palestine looked about and saw David, he disdained or despised him, for he was only a youth, rudy and a good-looking. He scorned and ridiculed and mocked David. So it is, it is, it is obvious, it is a normal for young people, it is a challenge, even in our physical world, in this world, challenge for youth. What we see, it is not easy to move forward. There are so many obstacles. In all the way, they were surrounded. And the same way, it is a lesson for us, as a parents or as an adult, spiritual fathers, and uh, this is the lesson from this, what God has given us. Secondly, in this word, be an example. What is that? Be an example. What it means? Be a pattern to follow. Not the word example means a pattern, your model, and uh, something to be copied or followed. Everyone is living an example. Everyone is expected to live as an example. I do not know how far you catch up this message. As a father, you should imitate and set an example to your children. As a mother, you should set an example to your children. And your daughter should say that I should have my, uh, uh, my uh, as a fa uh, uh, about his father, about her father, she should say, if at all I used to get my partner, he should be, he should be like my father. The son should say and believe that. If at all I used to get my spouse, she should be like my mother. So this kind of setting an example is expected from us. And also, there are preachers to follow. There are even the teachers in the schools. Still today, I can remember most of the teachers, those who are from the elementary school, those who are from the high school, those who are from the college, I remember them. More than all, even the Sunday school teacher, whenever I sing songs, so this song was taught by this person. So they set an example for us to follow and for us to remember all the time. So in this case, that is the meaning of setting an example. Be an example. How many of us think and believe that we are an example to the young generation, to my children, to my friends, to my colleague, to my household. 
be an example to Christians. Here, the believers. Be an example to the believers. You know, because this one word, be an example to the believers. I asked my mother, what difference I could see from the believer and unbeliever? Why you ask me to be baptized? Why you want me to be saved? I don't find any difference from the saved people or unsaved people. That hold me for many years to commit my life to the Lord. When I asked this question to the Lord, the Lord answered me. After that, I got baptized. My mother has no answer. So, that was my experience. I do not know about you. Do you find a difference between a believer and believer? Do you live a life, make a difference between the non-believers and your life? Is in your working place, is your colleague or your bosses find that and ask any time, are you a Christian? By seeing your example, your faithfulness, by your honesty, by your sincerity, by your commitment. But according to this here, in this scripture, in words, in your contact, in your love, in your spirit, in your faith, in your purity, that is applicable in the house of God. So your life affects others beyond your friends and age group. You are the future of the church. I'm telling about uh, talking to the youth. Your faith and your influence is important. Matthew 5, 13 to 16, God has, the Lord Jesus has mentioned it. Be an example to those who are not Christians. Titus 2, 6 to 8 says about it. So Timothy was a man, a pastor of the church at Ephesus. Therefore, there was the possibility that many elders in that church had difficulty in accepting his ministry. How could he overcome the opposition to his being so young? There was only one way. He had to prove that he was matured, well beyond his years. It is not the age, the physical age makes the difference. It is the spirituality, the maturity in the spiritual life makes the difference. Whether it is a small child or a youth standing in the pulpit and preaching, or a elderly or old people standing in the preaching in the pulpit. It doesn't matter. It is all about the maturity, the spirituality. The maturity in your spirituality makes the difference. That's why Paul had to write this scripture, this letter 
to Timothy. Just briefly, I give a few things. What is the maturity means it? I'll just read on to that, and I'm not going to spend much time on it. So, what does it means by maturity? What does it means by maturity? Number one, by putting away childish things. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse eleven. Paul is writing about himself and to the church. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It is straightforward answer. No need to explain to you. If you think that you are matured enough, you are matured Christian, the childish things to be put away from you. That is the first thing to check about your maturity. Secondly, by cultivating the understanding. By cultivating the understanding. Brother, you read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. It's okay. Do not be children in understanding, but in understanding be mature. To understand the scripture, we should be matured enough. Why some of us could not understand? Many things were there. Solid things were come from this pulpit. And still we could not understand why. That proves that we are childish still. We are medit no, we ourselves personally not meditating and knowing the truth. Still we are content with our routine, day to day, our daily prayer time, same, which was before 10 years, 15 years, same 10 minutes, 15 minutes praying, no improvements. Meditation as usual, rush up in the morning and going, not spending time. Where is the maturity? We are concerned about many things of the world. We are very concentrating on our children. We are concentrating on a material thing, the only thing, the secular thing, then the spirituality. That's what I understand this, from this scripture. Still we are children, we need to be mature. Thirdly, by striving, striving after the Christ idol. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 and 15. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 and 15. Till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to, perfect, to a perfect man and to a mature in state, Stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 15. 
but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things until and into him who is the head church christ so what the law says grow up in all things unto him who is the heir of heir that is the christ so it is the desire of the god the father concerning all of us to be like his only son jesus christ so he is setting a model we should know first of all more about jesus christ you may be surprised what does it mean he is my lord he is my savior what else i should know that is not everything he is the lord and he is the savior no doubt about it that is one of the thing but that is not everything we should know about him his nature his characters his behaviors his relationship and so on how much we know unless we know him fully it's not easy to convey the message the gospel to the unbelievers usually this is the example usually people used to say what does it mean of knowing him it is not heard about still that is something else because the world is not the whole world is heard about jesus christ that is a different thing and people usually used to quote this about the prime minister of india the prime minister of america and do you know him do you know him because most of the people know about heard about but knowing him is not that is not knowing him that is heard about knowing him is knowing about his behavior his nature his quality is everything about his personal not only the personality about his character first so that is an example we should follow so who is the example for us before that's why it doesn't mean following christ is just not going behind walking it is keeping his word doing the things of our life according to what the lord has said that is following keeping and following his word in our life day to day life fourthly by partaking the deeper truth of the gospel hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 but solid food belongs to those who are of full age that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil so when you are a mature person if you are a mature person let me use that if you are a mature person you need a solid food what is the solid food it is not just uh, drinking milk all the time the soft food that is a uh, content with your day to day bible reading time and the day to day prayer that's it and uh, even including the church activities if you wish you can come and please don't wish you do stay back that is your regular that is a childish thing according to this scripture 
But what is the solid food here? What is the, what is the solid food here? To discern senses, exercising the discern both good and evil. There we make mistakes. There we could not discern what is a good and bad. Even for decision making, most of us we struggle. We struggle. Why? We could not discern it. Because of the childishness spirituality, in spirituality. Because we do not know deep into the world. And we could not discern the things. What is good? What is bad? That is the basic of a mature person. To know and understand. And one more thing. 1 John 2.14 Overcoming the temptation. Overcoming the temptation. 1 I, John 2.14 I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Right. So, if you are a mature person, it is easily you can overcome the temptation, and I need not explain much about it, but the maturity helps you. That's why here Paul encouraged Timothy to teach the people in Ephesus the truths of the gospel and to set a good Christian example for them to follow. In verse 12 of the text, Paul suggested to Timothy that there were six areas where he could set a good example for others to follow. That we are going to see one by one. Set an example that the first Timothy chapter 4 verse 12, what we read. What is the first thing coming there? Paul encouraged Timothy to be an example in words or in speech. People do judge you by your words. So does even God judges you. That we read in Matthew chapter 12, 36 and 37. I'll read it for you. Jesus said, I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Verse 37. For by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. Is it not my saying? Jesus has said already, it is in our Bible that is in your hand. How much we should be careful about our words. First of all, Paul encouraged Timothy to be a good example in speech. In other words, Paul was advising him to be careful in what he has said and how he has said it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt word Proceed out of your mouth. 
but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Paul is writing an epistle charge about how to use. No corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. The Apostle James certainly understood how painful and destructive words can be. In the third chapter of James, he compares the tongue to be the wild animal that no one can tame. And he even goes as far as saying that our tongues are full of deadly poison. Now obviously, he never meant that to be taken literally. He was simply saying that we need to choose our words carefully because we see could result in a lot of pain and suffering for someone else. We will hurt people in our words. We should be careful. We are warned in God's word, Matthew 12, 36 to 37. But I say to you that, as is written, every idol accountable. They are for justified. You are justified by that. And you will have faced the judgment and you will be condemned. Be careful about our words. That's what he mentioned is. Even 12.34, B says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. People do judge you by your words. So does God, as I said. So we need to pray every day. The words of the psalmist as we pray. Psalm 19.14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptably in thy sight. Every day you should be our prayer before we go out. Pray this prayer and go and put the, 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 the control over your mouth, tongue and go out. Remember this every day so that you will save yourself and save others too. Colossians 4.6 Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how. Proverbs 16.24 says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. We are trying our best by managing our food system. For what? To maintain our body. So the scripture says, Proverbs 16.24, Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul. Don't scary. I am diabetic. It should not be sweet. <laughs> no. Seasoned with the salt that you may, sorry, seasoned with, uh, sorry, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So, the pleasant words are health to your bones, for your strength. Sometimes the word says that the four words always strengthens you. 
Ecclesiastes 10:12 says the words of the wise man's mouth are gracious but the lips of the fool will swallow so that's what about why you should be careful about among the believers in his words this message is for us as a christian brothers and sisters secondly next paul told timothy to set a good example in conduct conduct is a manner of life 4:10 says that the sober minded moderate curbing one's passions titus 2:6 to 7 you can read it later so conduct comes from the mind control of our mind romans 12:2 says can you read with romans 12:2 and be not conformed to this world mm. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind mm. that ye may know that ye may prove what is what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of god so we should be able to control our mind too and you must choose to be different first peter 4:3 to 5 your good conduct will make criticism baseless titus 2:8 says your good conduct can help save others too first peter 2:11 to 12 so paul knew that as a pastor timothy would be held in a higher standard that he would have been a careful to conduct himself in a christ like manner as much as possible not only this good advice for the pastors and the ministers but it is a good advice for all of us as believers that's why i emphasize the word be an example to the believers so believers to be example to the other believers too as simple as that we are believers we should set the example to others among us and our lives living testimonies for jesus christ the only question is whether they help us or hurt or cause christ that you know about it because that is about your life the apostle paul said the best in philippians 127 when he said whatever happens conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of christ as a christian we must be careful of the way we act and the way we live our life because whether we want to admit or not there are people who are watching us to see if we are really practicing what we preach that's most important So that is my habit even that time as i was very young i am not in the sunday school itself that is i i i i used to feel sorry about it as if i am judging somebody what does it what i mean it when i am listening the preaching listening the preaching as a child sitting at the church is for two reasons one is 
If I return to home, my parents will ask, who was preached? What was preached? What is the text? They will ask. If I don't mention, all of us, if we don't mention to them, there won't be a lunch on that day. For that reason, I have to listen very carefully because I have to carry the message. Honestly telling, my parents never used to come to church. That also other side of it. Another reason personally, when I am listening to the preachers, as I know them all, I always compare with their life, with their family. So they are preaching so nicely here, but what about their family? What they are preaching, they are not following. That made me, that made me to argue with this question, this scripture with my mother. What is the difference between, why, how can I be as example to the believers? So they are not following what they are preaching. So now the message for you, all of you is, as a Christian, as a believer, the world is watching. You cannot close the eyes of the world. Wherever you go, they always watch over you. Set an example to them. Let them know you are a Christian. Let the world know by your behavior, you are a Christian. Amen? I didn't, no one has said, I think it is hurting you. So it should not be. This message is for all of us. If this message is for you, say amen. amen. Thank you. So as a Christian, as I said, we should be very careful of the way we act. First Samuel 16, 7b says, For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So we may pretend to the world we can pretend as a children, pretend children, youth. You can pretend to your parents. You can pretend in the church as if you are a big, a good believer. Your behavior is good. You may pretend. So, I am human, or everybody of us is human. We can see as a human part of outward. But the scripture says, God knows your heart. Even my, I am preaching now. How many of you, what you are thinking about me, I do not know. God knows it. God knows your heart. I am very honest. So I am not boasting. I am telling the truth from his place. So here, God, let, let us always keep that in mind. God sees us. God watches us. For our convenience, for our need, whenever we are in need, whenever we are in danger, whenever we are in struggle, we think and we consider, we confess, we pray, God sees me, God knows me, God sees me, God knows me. That is, the, that is not for the season. 
It is not based on your need. But whether you need it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you accept it or not, whether you are troubled, whether you are in trouble, whether you are rejoicing or not, God sees your heart all the time. God sees your heart all the time. You know why? You know why? You are accepted him, received him in your heart. God lives in you. For that you confess it. But when the time comes to do something against his word, you think that he is not seeing. No. <laughs> Don't pretend it. God is always watching. Whether you believe it or not, whether you want it or not, God sees your heart all the time. Even when you sleep, God sees your heart. Ephesians 4, 22 and 24 says that, put off the old man and put on your new man. So he said, my friend, your contact will change when you get right with God. Amen? Okay, thirdly, the next, the Paul encouraged Timothy to be an example in love. Love is the response of the one who knows God. 1 John 4, 7 to 8. So others knew, know you are a Christian. John 13, 35. Jesus said, By this all will know that you are my disciples. By what? If you have, but you have love for one another. If you have love for one another, by that, by that, who will know? Who you are? You are his disciples, his followers, his child. You are belongs to Christ. Right? To be like God, to be a mature child of God. Matthew 5, 45 and 48. Don't read it. Please take a note of it. Paul knew about the important it was for a pastor to love the people he ministered to. He also understood how important it is for Christians to love one another. Jesus said, A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. He is not telling that about only we should love. Why God asks us to love one another? Because one reason, we are loved by God first. If God loved you, say amen to that. Because God loved us, he wants us to love one another. Believe you understand that? Praise God. 1 John 3, 16 to 18 says, This is how we know love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we have to lay down our life for our brethren. If anyone has a material possessions, and sees his brother is in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? 
So dear children, let us not love with our words or our tongue, but with actions and in truth, we are expected or instructed to love one another. Jesus himself set the example for us. He loved for us was, and still it is unconditional. His love is unconditional. As a Christians, we should follow his example and do our best to love those who are around us. Remember what Jesus said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples, only when we love one another. That's why Paul is encouraging Timothy about how he should, why he should love. In love, be an example to believers. Fourthly, Paul encouraged Timothy to be an example in spirit. Bible authorities agree this uh, enthusiasm. This is lacking in the most of the churches today. That a Christian should be a fervent in spirit is uh, clearly thought elsewhere. In reference to good works, Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purity for himself, his own special people, zealous for good works. In reference to our service in the Lord, Romans 12.11, Revelation 2.4, and it is about our services. Romans 12.11 says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. We are spiritual children. We receive the Spirit of God in us. And we are expected to serve Him as a spirit-filled children of God. First Peter 4.8 says, The above all things have fervent love for one another, love will cover a multitude of sins. So Christians should provide an example of enthusiasm in their services, not laziness. <clears throat> we can sing from our hearts with enthusiasm because we love Jesus and want the whole world to know it. We can witness with enthusiasm. We have to be the most enthusiastic people of this earth. We need let Jesus stir us up in our day-to-day -day life. Am I boring you? How many things we have seen so far? We are example for, one is, word, the last, spirit. Fifthly, we'll finish it. Fifthly, some more are there. Fifthly, in faith, I love it. In faith, I, I very much delighted in it. In faith, I should be an example to others in what way I will be example. 
so the greek word is faithfulness loyal to jesus christ and the church diligent faith to god is god's will and to please him hebrew 11:6 hebrew 11:6 says is a very very familiar scripture without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him see how excellently it is present i love this scripture so much time and again when we say that whenever we say this is a word for all of us whenever we say that we believe him remember that whom you believe what you believe for what you believe our confession should be our belief is in whom our faith is in whom is not just a simple like all other community are saying god 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 christ alone he is not just all we cannot even you say it is a god you should not just simply say it. our god is the almighty the creator all powerful the eternal he is not only the god of the time he is for the eternal god it is not like all other people say he is god our belief is our faith is in the one who is the creator of the all the universe see the power see his might is such a god is our father whenever you confess that you have a faith in god what kind of faith why you believe in him so here is the scriptures very beautiful believe that he is that means he lives forever and ever and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently seek him all of us we can say that i seek him i seek him i seek him you seek him but word of god says diligently seek him am i if he boldly says that i believe in the lord i seek him diligently can you say that hello so far you have not said no problem here after you could say that here after if you say that say amen to that amen. so this is the confession it is not i taken it is god who says it so here after when you are believing you have to say that i seek him diligently my faith is in the lord of the universe almighty the powerful the eternal not in a human not in the people all the things of the people not of the authority those who are having authority god is always having authority all authority in heaven and on this earth all things are possible to those who believe in him then only you can climb this words okay so here the strong and unwavering faith daniel and the, the unwavering faith about daniel is mentioned daniel 316 and 18 how he believed in him 
and your victory is in the world is about your faith 1 john 5 4 to 5 and uh, 4 and 5 what the what the, uh, the even uh, last night also when you are praying be very much excited and uh, hear about god's word and how god makes there is a victory when the uh, even last uh, victory night when victory was standing here and testifying about her testimony and it was so exciting so i could sense that i thank god for the victory standing over there because she experienced the victory but what the victory the bible says so it should be a wonderful testimony the 1 john 5:4 to 4 to 5 says whatever is born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith verse 5 who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that jesus is the son of god i believe that we are the people we are the people we are the victors victory over victory over sin even victory over death the spiritual death amen God expects us God in success to have such a faith set an example to others our faith should be like that no matter what the circumstances Timothy was to be faithful if he is if you are loyal to Jesus you will be loyal to the church so you won't miss the church services of fellowship be loyal be faithful any of the promise came the pastor said exalted us i don't want to emphasize that i will come back to you later you may not can and do the lot of things but you can be faithful to the church to christ i'll be an example of faithful christian living as i said people look at us and see when you come to church faithfully and that they notice when you don't come to church also if people are watching how much you should think about god is watching so it is don't take it lightly it is a serious and a big message god is watching you finally paul encouraged timothy to be an example in purity Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 22 Flee also youthful lust but pursue righteousness faith love peace with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart Live moral and clean live a just and honest life live a life that far exceeds the standards of the world practice holy and a pure living like joseph when potiphar's wife tried he to seduce him he escaped like daniel when those who are in authority over you purpose that you compromise your faith five or daniel 1 518 do not love the world 1 john 215 and 16 not sinless but blameless and spotless as thought by the scriptures in first peter 
3.14. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Some people are spotless, and some people are blameless, but we should be without spot and blameless. Psalm 24, 3 and 4. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in the holy place? He that has clean hands and pure hearts, who hath not lifted up his soul unto the vanity, nor swan deceitfully. As a closing, just briefly I will run up. First of all, verse 12, identify your obstacles and handle them. What was Timothy's obstacle? His youth. Because of his youth, and he had an issue in the church, and he is expected to prove that he is, mature, he is spiritually mature enough. So how did he overcome this obstacle? He changed his lifestyle. Don't let Jesus down. He has never let you down. Secondly, identify your calling and pursue. Verse 13. Did you believe that in your calling? Timothy's calling was to be a pastor and teacher. Paul was telling him not to lose sight of his purpose. God has given each of us a purpose, a calling. We all must be find and follow him. Agreed? Thirdly, identify your gifts. All of us are given gifts. No one can say that I do not have gifts. Everyone is given, even given, one. But what you are doing with that gift is most important. God does not call us to do something that he has not given us the gift to do. Fourthly, identify the work and dedicate yourself. Verse 15. Take pains. Meditate. Be diligent. Give your complete attention. Fifthly, identify your weaknesses and take control of them. Verse 16a. What is this verse talking about? One word. Discipline. Self, that is self-accountability. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to your teaching. Practice what is preached. If all of you are preaching or sharing, and uh, practice that. Two results. One is to save yourselves. The problem of assurance because you are not living right. Save yourself. Secondly, save others. Amen? Amen? The word continue means to stay by them, stick to them. Do you think that you are despised or looked down in your home, in your office, in your church? Follow the examples of Timothy. Set an example. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Once again, what is that? Let no one despise your youth. Be an example to the believers in word, in contact, in love, in spirit, in faith. David withstood every criticism and insult, gave glory to God. And the same way, he did not seek personal glory and praise or approval. 
have a faith of David and face the foes or enemies. Serve unselfishly like Timothy. The greatest is the one who serves others. Mark 10, 43. Whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. So we are all expected to be like that. As a closing, do not be despised. Agreed? Other side of it, do not despise God. All this one number we heard about how we should not be despised. But if you overturn, how much we despise God? What are the areas we despise God? That's why the scripture came to us. This year is the year of fellowship. All of us, we know. What the scripture says to us in Hebrew 12, let us consider one another in order to stir up, uh, sorry, yeah, stir up love and good works. 25, for not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. We should not be the some. Fellowshipping together. If you are missed, missing the fellowship. Fellowship is not only the Friday service. At least three are there. Other three. What are the other three? There are many. Weekend, full weekend, there is something else. But for you to applicable, one is Friday. Second is Monday. Castle. Third is Thursdays. These are all the church fellowshipping every day, regularly, open for all. How many of you are faithful? How many of you? Think about it. One hour we heard about, you should not be despised. If you are missing the fellowshipping together with the brethren, it is not despising the leaders. You are despising God and despising his word. May God help you to not to be despised on any cause. God bless you. May God bless his word in Jesus' name.